If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms, and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies. Hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Many of you all have followed along Lexi's home buying process and even more recently, Airbnb venture. Well, the time has come and the questions have rolled in. So Liv and Lex spend some time this episode unpacking how that home buying and Airbnb start has been for her. We chat in this conversation about that where the idea came from and the financial discipline it took to begin. We hope you all enjoy this episode and begin to think about your financial goals for yourself. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. Y'all, this Aries season has got me on my getting things done, like I need action, action, action vibe. Like, what's the energy in the world right now for you, Lexi? Um, <laughs> it's just like, I think 
it's busy. It is yeah. definitely like everybody in April is really trying to do it all. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think it's due to like literally the energy pointing us towards getting things done, action. Um, I feel like my pulse check is really centered around being excited to go on vacation. I know, well deserved. Well deserved Long vacation. And I'm excited to just like use that time to learn more about different cultures, reflect on my purpose. A lot of big things that are kind of like shadowing over my life right now. And so whenever I travel, I feel like it's a time for me to recenter myself and figure out what energy I need to use to, you know, uh, propel me to the next level so y'all just wait because Liv's gonna come back from this trip and you're gonna be able to tell like oh that was pre-vacation Liv and this is post-vacation Liv because I'm hoping that on this trip you get some answers to some I know that's one thing that I think you again get a front row seat to (laughs) and now that we're living together just seeing like literally every single thing and seeing how I feel after my meetings seeing how I am in the mornings versus the nighttime like we really get a front row seat to our emotions at all points in the day and I talk to Lexi literally sometimes after my meetings and I'm like yo with these like existential life crises (laughs) being like yo like this is where I'm at right now but I'm about to go into another meeting and we can talk about it later on a wall and it's so funny because it's like you come up to my office door and it's like the knot could be anything from like I just want to make sure you're in the house yeah like I just had this massive meeting and I have all these emotions like there's no yeah in In between between. (laughs) which is funny because we were just talking today you were like yo Lexi like I am a like it is a zero Zero to 100 and yeah I'm trying to work on it and I feel like it's so funny because I am in between you are so in between and I I ever come after me no (laughs) I and that that, I think that's the thing I admire the most about you and I'm like I'm trying to get there I'm trying to I'm trying to make those little incremental steps before I just and I'm like, why is what part of my being just makes me want to go full like throttle? No, but it's so great because it's like you really do have such a like stark, like a, a like a really full, fully embodied like emotion to things. So it's yeah. like if you finish a meeting and you're like, that didn't feel good. I'm just like nah you know like so you know how to like make an adjustment like quickly I'll just like kind of just let it simmer so it's about feeding the spirit and doing exactly (laughs) what the spirit is being but for the folks who are wondering Liv and I have now been living together for over a month yes and if anything like we're about to embark on a month of not a month of not seeing each other Liv's going on vacation then I have a work trip and then I'm going home to help my parents out with some things and so we're literally not going to see each other for like all April and today we kind of had that like that like oh like oh wait what like we just got into our groove yeah and so it is about to be like it but it's going really well I think we're really enjoying each other's like little nuances yeah it's been fun and Y'all know if something comes up, we're going to bring it to the podcast. <laughs> we meet here every Wednesday to talk about everything. So there will be moments. I think Lexi, even when I was, um, when I was like making dinner today, she was like, oh, 
I was telling my mans how you just eat your food over the sink and like it's the little things and I'm like girl you watching me too closely like what's going on here but you know it's been so cool and like we're yeah. just learning more about each other which I feel like I always knew like I yeah. it's funny because I do I have all my like really close friends have lived with me at some point yeah besides you so it's mm-hmm. like welcome to the you know this is like soho house vibes like this right. is the elite the soho house <laughs> i love that are there any like themes coming up for you in your life right now um i think just talking to you about like finally getting back to like me and mm-hmm. just like my alignment and just really enjoying doing nothing again. Like yeah. people do not get that that is my, like that is my pride. I? Yeah, that is like where I thrive. And so just like having a few moments throughout the day where I'm like sitting and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like actually not thinking about something. Like I'm not thinking yeah. about what email I should have sent, could have, would have, should have, like yeah. the thing I should be doing or something like that. Don't get me wrong. That list is still there, but I feel very good about like letting that go. Um, and then just really getting back to, like, I was, I, like, have this really great group of women who get together and just, like, chat and, like, are committed to, like, mm-hmm. a healing practice. And we were just talking about how, like, sometimes we think we've gone through all the emotions we need to, mm-hmm. but, like, how can you really dictate how much of your emotion you're mm-hmm. supposed to experience? Mm-hmm. So even just, like, inviting myself that if there's anything, like, I haven't, like, experienced the fullness, that, like, I can just, like, send that. Which I do think, and it lends itself to the conversation we're going to have, like, you and Ahmed were really good about, Ahmed's my boyfriend, I don't even know if I've ever said his name uh-huh. on the podcast, but like really good about encouraging me to celebrate my Airbnb accomplishment. And yeah. I feel like I could not acknowledge yeah. it. Like yeah. y'all were always like, wait, that's, that's, oh my gosh, wait, you did this, you did that. And I was like, yeah. And I keep y'all updated, but I'm like, wow, is there more of that that I haven't mm. let myself like experience? So I'm like sitting with that a little bit too. You know, there are a lot of Aquariuses that, that, that <laughs> tend to be in a similar predicament as you. But yeah, I think that that lends perfectly to the conversation at hand where, where we're going to be diving into some of those financial habits because y'all know it's getting hotter outside. And I don't know about y'all, but when it gets hotter outside, that just be making, you know, my bank account go, <laughs> go down and my wallet looking sexy because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's time to it's time to spend some money. And there have been so many questions for you in your own personal journey about like, how did you get this Airbnb? Mm -hmm. Like, what were the steps that you took to Mm -hmm. be, uh, you know, doing your thing at 25 with a house and an Airbnb and like, what, what do plans look like in the future? And I know that we've done an episode on finance before, but, you know, it's constantly like reshaping. I think the older that we get and the more like adulting we have to do. For sure. And so I think that it's important that we kind of take it down to a basic level of budgeting, like, or even taking it even, even further back to figuring out like, okay, what were the messages around finance in my own personal household? Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's really important because sometimes we want to skip to the end of the, like the journey. Like, we just want to be like, oh, cool. Like, how did you do that? And I'm like, how did I do that? Like, right. It seems it's so interconnected. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes it's a hard question. It's like overwhelming to be asked that because it's like, I don't even know at what point 
like those like and it really is it's like once you start receiving those messages it mm-hmm. shapes how you move forward so i'm like i don't know like <laughs> it feels like such a huge question to be like how did i do this because it's so like interconnected and like all of the decisions yeah and the way that you view money absolutely but i think through conversations it's been really great to hear how helpful that context is mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. to kind of gauge like where they're at in that whole development but, right and i agree with you like we've talked a little bit about money management and and that's really important at least to like the black girl flow community because if we're really if we want to live our best life right like it is also about being financially stable like that mm-hmm. is absolutely tied to that ideal that i have for my life my liberation is absolutely not being confined by that and so we do kind of have to get in the weeds and it's not just a one-time conversation because right. you know our relationship like we were not dealing with inflation like we were you know like we are now back when we were absolutely about right previously so I'm curious because you also have now made your move on yeah. your own too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how has that shifted your budgeting habits? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll take it back to when like money habits growing up and stuff. I think, you know, like my dad, he's a Jamaican immigrant, has been an entrepreneur. And my mom has always been like very confined to the nine to five life. Yeah. Both of them very satisfied in their choices. Um, but I literally remember, you know, like, you know, when you're a little kid and you're finding like little coins around the house and you're like, collecting them being like, oh, look like, at how much I got. in the couch? Right, right. Yeah. Like just, just adding it to your collection. I would always like bring it to my parents and be like, yo, that's not your money. Like you didn't earn it. Right. Ah. And so I, so, so my entrepreneurship mind, I'm like, okay, at, at, you know, eight years old, I'm like, yo, I'll clean your, I'll organize your drawer for $5, you know, like you need a massage. I know this kind of crazy like to even think about because it's like, okay, that some people might listen to this and be like, that's a child's role. But like, I've always been like about earning my money. She's been stuff. a hustler since I've been a hustler one. since day one. I pay you $5 to run my feet. Right. But <laughs> look, look, I, and you know, I, I can need $5 right now. But you know, th- there were never like serious conversations around saving your money, about investing your money it was always like you earn what you get but I never learned how to you know keep what I (laughs) like the money the money that I earned it was gone right exactly because I was like okay I earned my money I can do whatever I want with it and so as I've grown older you know in college they tell you to save you know pay off your loans all this stuff I think I've really had to go on my own personal journey now to figure out like okay what does budgeting look like what does financial freedom look like? Yeah. I'm not someone that's motivated by money. So my goal is never to be like a millionaire or billionaire. Like I just want to be able to positively impact the ones that I love. Yeah. And so within my budget right now, you know, I, I am, I've had to reshape it a little bit because obviously like now I have to, you like think about rent and I have to think about, um, you know, just basic things when it comes to setting up my space, like one-time purchase type things, which has been <laughs> whew, like very hard Tell for me to. Tell them about it. Because things are expensive. Yeah. I think, uh, what's that rule? It's like the 30, 30 well, 20. Everybody does 80. Oh, no, 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 no. 30, 20, 50. Yes, 30, 20, 20, 20 50. yeah, 50, 30, 20. Yeah, yeah. whatever. 50% the... is like your rent, all of your living yes. costs. Yes. 30% goes to savings, 20% goes to like 
fancy things. Leave it to Lexi to know exactly <laughs> what I needed to say. That's exactly what I wanted to say. And so, um, you know, one of my books, and I, it feels weird to say this because it's like, what? But like, my dad had told me to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's like, oh, that's such like a... Everybody. Like, oh, yeah. Male, yeah, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you're going to do anything, if you're gonna do anything <laughs> you have, you have, have to read. Yeah, so it feels like oh, like I I don't really have a lot of pride <laughs> saying is, that. It is a good book, like it it's, is. It's yeah, it's a great book, and I think the the thing that I came that I got from it was just not allowing my desires to control me, and yeah. I think that that stems my own spiritual journey. And so yeah, I've been using that fifty thirty twenty rule, and um, for the for the past month, I'm about to go to Thailand, so like my I'm constantly <laughs> reshaping my budget. Yeah. But I think my as I go on and even as I kind of like watch you navigate, like managing your own Airbnb and the conversations that we've had, I'm now learning how to be better with my money. Because like we had a conversation the other day, y'all. I was like, Lexi, how much would you say that you spent on groceries? And you're like, oh, no more than like 250 This girl's like probably one of the most low maintenance people I've ever met. <laughs> and I'm like, oh like for sure like 250 like not going over she was like yeah like no and that's like included in you know the vegetable the produce Mm -hmm. that you need and and you make it work Mm -hmm. so it's like being able to be in proximity to that is also teaching me how to reshape my mind around yeah money um I really appreciate you saying a couple of things because it is you have to get clear about like what your financial goals are. Right. And I appreciate you saying something that I think some people kind of toggle between which you're like, I'm not money driven. Right. Like I'm cool. Right. I think some people out here are really like, I'm trying to be a billionaire. With my own private jet and the whole nine, which yes. is totally which fine. Is cool. Right. We even met somebody who was like, we we're like, what's, what's your one goal? She's like, I want to, I want to own a private jet like one day. And like, yeah. I just need to know, like, am I going to or not? And I'm like, cool. You have a goal. Yeah. And you need to know how you're driven. I think I'm also not driven by money. And not mm-hmm. until recently have I been like, wait, am I like, like, yeah, like, are we still that way? Uh huh. Um, because I think that's going to shape how your budget really matters to you. Right. Because you can ask me that, like, how much, you know, do I spend on groceries? I know what my budget is, but I also want a relationship with money that I'm not counting every penny Mm. some people have to do that in order to stay on budget because Mm -hmm. they can't just go to the grocery store and know like it's really funny because me and my boyfriend like we were out grocery shopping and Mm -hmm. he was like oh do you need avocados I was like oh I don't get avocados from here I'm pretty sure it's at Whole Foods and he was like why don't you get avocados from me I was like because avocados cost three dollars here and they are one dollar at Target and he was like you pay attention to that I was like "Uh, yes I pay attention to that I was like I love to be able to like not it not matter, but yeah. also like mama's not silly goofy mood. Like I know where to get the I know where yeah. to get my eggs. Right. I know where to get my avocados. I know where to not get certain things. Being like you also do have to have a general sense of like how much things cost. So yeah. I'm cognizant, but I'm not like over policing with that. So yeah. I think you the first question you have to ask yourself is like what are your financial goals and what do you want your relationship to money be? Mm -hmm. And so once you get clear on that, then you can start to say like, is this because I learned it from somewhere? Yeah. Or is this because like, this is helping me get somewhere? Yeah. For you personally, like, where do you feel like your messages around money, like really stemmed from? 
Yeah, I think similar to you, like, mm-hmm. I worked a lot around the house for it. Like, my mom would be like, you can have $5 to, like, unload the dishwasher or something mm-hmm. like that. Which, as a kid, like, you feel like that. You know, like, I'm rich. <laughs> and then we used to go garage sailing all the time. So, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, so I could have my money to garage sale. But I always have been, like, a very savings-oriented kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I never, my mom always says it. I like to spend everybody's money besides mine. Mm-hmm. And I do not know where that comes from. But right. I am. I am very savings oriented. Even when it comes to like gifting me something, I'm like, do not give me a gift card. I will not spend it. Like I will not spend it on wow. myself or anything. So I'm like, you have, like my mom knows now to like get me gifts for things that I would not buy for myself mm. because I literally can't. Like I just, it's the last thing. I'm like very yeah. pragmatic about that. So I do think that that's reflective in how I've managed my funds. And I've just kind of set financial goals for myself always with the possibility of and I think we were talking a little bit about that that when I finished college and I had a job for two I had a job my senior year I didn't have a job the rest of my undergrad experience Mm -hmm. and so I had a job um and I think like that kind of teed me up leaving undergrad I also did not graduate with debt so Mm -hmm. I think that that was a huge thing for me so I started a job right out of college it was a fellowship program and I just kind of set a goal to myself I was like I know I'm living in a community where like it's very affordable like a very affordable living I was living Mm -hmm. in the city right outside of Elon and I was like I'm gonna try and save half of my paycheck like once I crunched the numbers of like how much I was paying for rent and all this like you know some people can do 30 20 I was just doing right. straight 50 50. I was right. just like how much of this can I save like here's that? my living expenses mm-hmm. here's what I'm getting here's how much my groceries cost but like the rest of it is going savings and that's what I would do is just like the other part of it went straight into deposit right um, or straight into my savings granted I also have always contributed to like my 401k or whatever the benefits that my employer has offered and I yeah. always max out like if they're saying they'll match my contribution mm. then I'm always going to the highest matching that they can do so that's already taken out of my paycheck so by the time I got it it's taxes out it's everything like it is truly mine mm. so I just saved that um and then with the idea of like I I'm going to figure out what it looks like after that point. Right. So just kind of doing that. um, And there are kind of sacrifices and things that like you don't do because you're like, oof, you know, that's kind of expensive, you know? So, so are you saying that like you knew, and I know that we've talked about this, like you knew when you graduated college, like, okay, I'm going to start my Airbnb business. Like, like what, (laughs) what was your motivation behind being like, all right, let me save 50% of my my income yeah <laughs> yeah no I had no idea I right. would not have ever known that I was gonna do an Airbnb I think my thought was let me save this money and I'm gonna do one of two things I'm either going to buy a house why because I knew I was gonna stay in North Carolina I did not know what that looked like but I was like that makes a little bit of sense like right I definitely if I'm gonna be in a place for a while I might as well buy a house Right. And I do think that came from my parents were in the, my dad was in the military and Mm -hmm. my parents saw a lot of people move around. And my mom always said that 
she saw all the other families buy their houses no matter how long they were staying in a place mm. and she's like that's the one thing i wish we could go back and do is like bought the house that we were going to live in but they were thinking they're so transient why buy a house right so i think i'm like okay well why buy a house but if i didn't end up buying a house i was like just to see because if it didn't work out it's whatever and this was before the market looked the way the market did mm-hmm. then i was like if i don't spend the money to buy a house i'm gonna invest it right in like a very strategic financial portfolio investing it in strategic stocks etc cetera, etc cetera. so i knew i was gonna do one of those two things airbnb was not even on my radar yeah i just didn't want to pay somebody else's rent like right I very much understood the idea of like, I'm paying rent to a landlord company and like they're making a pretty penny off of that. And I'm trying to be the landlord. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying, yes, I'm trying to at least be, if I'm contributing rent, that it's to an asset that's mine. Mm. So it's like building equity in something because typically, you know, once you have a house and it's in your name, then like that's considered a financial asset that you have like that's equity to you Mm. so you're saying that like just due to you being like a kid with natural like financially savvy like saving like naturally being someone that saves and stuff like you were always inclined to learn more about equity and like because these are things these are concepts that I'm just now starting to understand. And I know that a lot of people go back and forth with like, oh, should I rent? Oh, should I like buy? And like, that's like an ongoing (laughs) hot topic that I'm just now being exposed to. And I'm like, oh, like, are we thinking about these things? Like when, like even further from being like a child, like when were (laughs) these like concepts being brought up? And yeah, like, and what tools can you give other people to be like, okay, like you want to learn how to do this? No, I think- I think a couple of things, because I didn't know a lot. Right. Like, I didn't. And right. especially when Airbnb was not on the table. Like, right. And there's already enough in the housing buying process mm-hmm. that, like, I was oblivious to. Um, I, I'll say these things. When I was graduating and uh, I saw a lot of my friends actually go back home, I think I, I was one of, I think, two of, like, my close, like, six oh, or yeah. seven friends who were not at home. This mm-hmm. was like my high school friends, some of my college friends all went back home and I was on my own. And a lot of it had to do with the copious amount of debt that they came out of school with. Mm. That it was the most financially wise decision to go home and work. Right. But to just try and get their student loan debt down to a level that they felt comfortable going right. out. And I was just like, wow look at how debt actually changes the and i was telling you this earlier i love behavioral economics of like what makes yeah. somebody decide to do something mm-hmm. and i saw how debt could literally bar you like make it seem almost like too risky to yeah. make these big lifestyle changes or investments in yourself yeah so when i kind of was thinking about that it it feels unfair at times to be like well i didn't graduate with that debt yeah But then I was thinking, I was like, wow, imagine what they would be doing if they didn't have that debt. And I thought to myself, well, if I don't, what decisions am I making to kind of capitalize Mm. on that? And so once I kind of saw that as an opportunity, then I started to think about, granted, I did grow up and my parents flipped 
two houses, which is like when you take a house, you kind of do some renovations. Yeah. You increase the property value and then you sell for a profit. But they sold it for a profit to send give their kids to private school. Mm. So it wasn't like didn't change my family's lifestyle. It was like right. literally to pay tuitions. So that that kind of language wasn't new to me, but I had yeah. no idea. Like they used to have us painting houses, like and doing pizza parties. Yeah. But I had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. So luckily my dad had a little bit of experience in that. So when mm-hmm. I wanted to start looking into house buying process, I just started watching YouTube videos of like what does it take to buy a house? Like like starting from the basics. Starting from the basics, I needed to know what the language was. I needed to know what a mortgage was. I Other than know- selling sunset. <laughs> Which is still a super right, right. But like, what does it mean to be pre-qualified? What is a down payment? Why 20%? What about 10? Like, what are home buying assistance programs? What is your mortgage? Like, right. why is it like, what does your, your, your loan rate mean? Like, yeah. what's due diligence? Like all these. And I just would watch YouTube videos. This wasn't like, I was sitting down and like writing all this. Yeah. And I figured out eventually what I could afford mm. with what I knew I was making and to that you had to have a credible, you had, you had to have established credit, right? You had to have good credit. Mm-hmm. You needed to, um, my parents have always encouraged us to have like enough savings to live for six months. Mm. So I knew that I had enough for a 20% down payment and anything less than that was going to be great. Right. Like right. I just kind of started having these cushions or getting a sense of what it was possible. And then I figured out like what type of home I could buy. And I yeah. was like, started crunching numbers, started figuring out, like started researching, um, like a loan officer, so like somebody who would offer you a loan, like which loans were the best ones to yeah. get, things like that. Um, and then just reaching out to people that I knew, but not a lot of people yeah, <laughs> our age were in that process. So I took it to my parents a couple of times. I think that they thought I was like all talk. I even took mm-hmm. it, like my brothers who are older than me, like they were not thinking about this. Like. Mm-hmm they are you know in a different so for a lot of people that just felt like unusual so yeah airbnb didn't come about until i was really kind of knee deep in the real estate and just thinking about what was possible and honestly tiktoks and like yeah and like we hear it all the time we hear it all the time on tiktok if you have not seen a real estate tiktok like I, honestly some like you're welcome like honestly I, like i don't know whether to be happy or sad like good for you but also Um, And they always talk about how, like, it's called house hacking. Right. Which is essentially, like, not just buying a house because it's technically considered a liability because you're taking so much debt out for it, um, but buying a house and investment and having it pay for itself. Yeah. Which is, like, getting a duplex or a triplex and living in one of them and, you know, renting out the other enough to cover the cost of the whole entire thing. Right. No, I think that that like, that's all helpful information to know. And I would really encourage others to figure out like, okay, what, what does my relationship to money look like? Do I control money or does money control me? And something that I really like had to start doing to actually conceptualize my relationship to money was every morning looking at my bank statement and looking to see what did I spend my money on and like putting it in a spreadsheet and being like, this is how much money I'm spending on coffee. Like I know that Mint does it. We're not sponsored by Mint, but like (laughs) I know that Mint and there are like so many budget tracking apps, but I need, like, I didn't need it to be automated. Like I needed to 
like manually, manually every single morning. And that's something that I've kept up doing. I look at my budget each month and there are plenty of templates on YouTube for those that are just looking for like basic budgeting. But like you're saying, like it, it takes time to fully understand how to go about investing and figuring out where you want to invest money in when the whole amc thing was happening like literally right after Mm -hmm. gamestop i let people around me you know really like push me and Mm -hmm. you know like to invest in amc because it's the next big next best thing and i think that happens a lot with with money where it's like okay people are telling you to invest in nfts people are telling you to invest in real estate and it's hard to like decipher where you should be putting your energy into but you're only gonna know for sure like where you should put your energy into when you actually do the work and when you actually like do the research to figure out what aligns with my like interests because it's not just about like having the airbnb and being like oh yeah i have this airbnb like i'm (laughs) in real estate like it's about actually genuinely having an interest in real estate like it's not just you know let me buy this nft because i think it's going to be worth a lot like no you need an interest in these things in order so it always has to be rooted back in like alignment yeah in alignment with what you want and i think the best thing about seeing you do this airbnb has but your mission has always been community focused yeah and community centered yeah. and like just having a space for commune for your loved ones and for other people to explore the places that you love. Yeah. And so it makes sense, like you investing in this Airbnb and watching her like literally go through like messages <laughs> of people like asking her how she does it and I when know. they can stay in it. And like, I enjoy, like, I think I'm gonna really enjoy just seeing you like navigate and it's an ongoing process. Yeah. And I think it's a conversation that like more of us should be having with each other to, cause it's like, I'm the first person to say like, I will gladly share like yeah, there's no gatekeeping over here at all. Right. And also recognizing the very much nuances of my experience. That, right. Like, it does have a level of privilege and cushion, but also has been a, a discipline. Deep, yeah. Discipline and like a commitment. Cause like now I like, there is a whole psychological endeavor of when you become a homeowner at our age right where it's like your level of responsibility like increases to 10,000 like right this is not just somebody's you know this is not just like an apartment complex like this is my home like oh my gosh like who are you letting into it whatever whatever but it's like I'm the first one to want to share that information with people but it is one of those things that's like you do have to put in a little bit of work like yeah you do have to understand a little bit of like the nature of an investment because It is also a risk. And I want people to be very clear about that. This is not just a get rich quick thing. Right. Like this is a financial investment. Like I have put my savings into this at my age. And, you know, this is crunching the numbers and taking a risk and investment on Mm. yourself. And you have to be okay with it not working out. And I think I've really stayed true to that throughout the whole process. Like had I not gotten a house, I would have been okay with that. Like, Mm -hmm. had I not, you know, there was always, that wasn't going to stop my journey. And so I think people also have to be okay with like, if you invest in the NFTs, if you invest in crypto and you lose, like, this is, you're playing with money. Like, this is real. And so you do have to have a really clear relationship with money before you just start going and blowing it because people don't like to talk about it. And we have to be clear about that. 
Um, and we just have to like, I'm really down to just like open up that conversation for folks. Yeah. And to sometimes say like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. And I'm looking for, for someone sure. with an answer. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I also want to just reemphasize that like everyone should view money as energy. Like yeah. anyone can attract money. Anyone can lose money. It's all energy. And I also want to reemphasize like the fact that your job out of college was not some like six figure tech job. So when we're talking about splitting, splitting a salary in half, like we're talking about some real like beans and rice every single <laughs> Yeah, to be clear, single... like, I was making less than $40,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it takes true discipline in order to apply yourself to the goals that you that you want. But anyone can do it. For sure. Anyone can do it. And um, it's all about having a game plan, whether that means, like, you're going to have to pay off your debt because I'm in the student loan debt, like, uh, in, in that pile. But it's all about, like, believing that you can do it and also surrounding yourself with people that have those goals and, like, want to elevate um their relationship with with freedom yeah i really just appreciate like how expansive this conversation can be yeah and that it's not one of those like shaming me for not having debt saying like yeah. you don't get it you know right. all those things and that we can actually call in people to this con financial conversation because yeah. again like I want for my sisters for what I have. And so it's like, we really do when we start to be more transparent about that process, then right. we all win for that. And I have a feeling this is not the last conversation. I'm sure folks are going to have even more questions about my Airbnb process. Yeah. Um, but, and happily we'll dive into that, but yeah. I, hopefully this gives people one, go to your friends and ask them like, what's, what's your budget? Like, how do you budget? Like, right. what are the good travel credit cards that have the best points? Like I've been asking people that cause I want to get a new credit card and I'm like, Hey, you like yours? Like what travel points? What's right. the perks? Like all that, like go and hopefully you can have those conversations or even go to your parents and say like, Hey, like what were some of the best financial tools or resources that you have? Or what do you wish you would have done with your finances right. at my age or reaching out to somebody who's an expert or a financial planner advisor? Like I yeah. really hope folks are encouraged to kind of investigate their relationship to money and think about some tools and resources that can help them be aligned with the vision that yeah. they have for their life. Yeah, it's literally never too late. Like, let's say that you're even like, and you know, you, you hear these stories about, yeah, like I just got a credit card, but like, even let's say that you have really bad credit, it is okay. never too late to turn around your life in a way that like you, you see yourself growing in the future. Like anyone can get it that we see it happen all the time. And so quickly, like before we close out, what are some resources that you've like some YouTubers or like books for me personally? Um, Tiffany, the budgetista, she's great. Um, I forget what her what the what the name of her book is, but I think it's like how to budget. Just looking up on YouTube, like how to create a budget. That's how, yeah. how to create a budget. That's how uh, I like got my budgeting template. Yeah, female invest is one like Instagram account that I follow that mm -hmm. like talks about like financial wellness. Um, there's another, for Airbnb stuff, um, there's one TikToker that I really like, Carwell Designs. They, mm -hmm. like, have done, they've created an interior design business based off of their Airbnb stuff, and they also are just, like, non-gatekeepers. 
Um, there's another Instagram account that's like Black Girl Finances or Black Girl Yeah, Budget. I think it's like Clever Black Girl Clever, Finance. Yes, yeah. yeah. And they have a whole free book that you can just download. We'll leave um, all of that in the show notes just yeah. so you guys can have those resources. Kayak Ventures, she's one of my good friends and she teaches people, you know, how to create your own LLC yeah. for free. Like there's, that's the best part about being in this generation. Like there's so many resources. Exactly. And the last thing that I will say is that if, you are looking in the house the house hunting process, go to your alumni network. Everybody mm. who helped me in my home buying process was an Elon alum. So you might have more connects. And I was like, I knew I wanted a black realtor. Like I knew, like every, I shout out to like, I got a black realtor, black loan officer, like everybody was really yeah. holding it down for the culture. So like you can also help let that be a part of your purpose of like, cultivating intergenerational wealth for black people too when you like hook up with other people so also use your network um because you probably have more connections than you think i love that for us spend wisely y'all like i'm spend spend black (laughs) spend wisely invest your time energy and money into the things that you care about and look y'all it's it's getting hotter outside like i said my wallet's sweet talking me right now but it's important that we you know take all of this advice and do some good with it so thank you so much for sharing your airbnb journey the long-awaited full story and like you said like we'll have more of these conversations so with that said we're closing out with peace, peace love, love and blessings. blessings hi All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.